Chuck and Julie, bringing you the truth straight up. I'm Julie Hagan. An Emmy-winning former investigative reporter, a highly successful trial attorney, and publisher of a major Denver-area newspaper. They've been partners as talk show hosts and in marriage as parents for over 10 years, providing thought-provoking information, opinion, and entertainment live, local, and interactive. Everyone's voice is always welcome on The Chuck and Julie Show. Well, hello, everybody. Chuck Bonnell, Julie Aiden on a party Friday. That's right. Chuck and Julie grassroots show. And this straight up. Oh, (laughs) the show is brought to you by, sorry, by Mountain West Wellness, Advanced Acupuncture and Chinese Medicine. So much to talk about today. We'll get into the whole brilliance of Ivy League (laughs) presidents. No better, higher moral authority in those guys to edify you on what's allowable on campus and what's not. What's not? But why don't we start off with a with a giant story actually here going on here in Colorado? The Co- and we talked about it Wednesday a little bit. The Colorado Supreme Court heard arguments in the Fourteenth Amendment case filed by a bunch of traitor Republicans in Colorado. They're not the rhinos. They're not even remotely Republicans trying to keep Trump off the Norma ballot. Anderson's not a real Republican. Krista Kafer. Krista Kafer. Um, um, and we have with us Ash in America. Ash Epp, who listened to it, has a great column up on her Substack already about it. But Ash, hey, thank you for the show. Welcome to Party Friday. Yeah, happy Friday. Uh, You know, I I just want to start out by saying um, I I won't talk about genocide, but uh, context (laughs) matters, apparently, um, in in talking about genocide. (laughs) And and conduct. You know, it's one thing about... Uh, talking about it, it's another to actually get those ovens going. Yeah, so, why don't you start yeah. killing? Well, but actually, me. when you actually start killing them, uh, yeah. you know these these places will actually reprimand their students in charge of the kills. I mean, I say that what they said was if they actually commit genocide, well, that's which right. is You're killing people, on the, you know, but that would be um, that would be harassment. <laughs> that would be harassment. Harassment, harassment and bullying. Well, they also suggested they said you know if it's an individual person, yes, but if you call for the killing of all Jewish people, <laughs> that's okay. Because you totally know, fine. that's yeah. <laughs> that's okay. That's, that's part of a final solution. As we all can work forward. Get their pronouns correct. Yeah, pronouns are correct. Yes. As you're putting them in the ovens, be sure to say D. Are you a they? He, him, her. <laughs> yeah, it's that was really something. I, I know we're we're talking about the the Fourteenth Amendment case, but but I watched those uh, the, the the testimony from the college presidents, the the esteemed. Ivy yes. League yes. college right. presidents uh, apologizing for for genocide and intifada, and right. it's um, it's really uh, it's really concerning to me how um, I, I felt like we've had creeping anti-Semitism for a long time, um, and this since October seventh, it's in your face, uh, and and people are just straight up apologizing for it. it's very scary time. Yeah, you know, unless you're Kanye West, right? I think if you're Kanye West, you should be like, all I did was, but, but anyway, all of that aside, that's a thing. That's another thing. Now we're talking about equal protection, which seems to not to apply to the Jewish people, apparently, and on, on campuses, but. 
Well, so in this, the case, actually, I think you pointed out, because I listened to it and I've spent a career, you know, listening to judges and things, and it's really hard to read the tea leaves from stuff, right? Um, and as you pointed out very, uh, I think, astutely in your column, this is the same Supreme Court that keeps going after, um, you know, J- uh, what's his name? Jack. Jack Phillips. Then the massive mm-hmm. key- yep. cake shop case, though. That, that's not have confidence. <laughs> but you, that's your assessment, because you did a great job of kind of breaking down the issues that the justices are trying to decide. Sure. So um, there's there's 14th Amendment cases all over the nation. Colorado, there's been a handful of them that have been decided already or, you know, may or may not be in some form of appeal in other states. But Colorado is the only state where the judge kind of colored outside the lines, I think, in in my view and in the view of legal experts who have weighed in on this. How is a judge issuing a criminal finding in a civil case? Excellent question. Um, And and she's she basically made kind of two. she, She made a lot of findings in in her ruling they're all on my substack ashenamerica.substack.com i went through her 102 page ruling and detailed out everything that she found um but she she painstakingly went through and kind of rubber stamped and affirmed everything that the petitioner said but then said but it doesn't apply to the president 14th amendment section 3 doesn't apply to the president so in front of the supreme court there's kind of two matters at hand was january 6th an insurrection and, you know, in, along those same lines, did Trump incite it? These are all things that she found. Was an insurrection that, that rises to the standard applied, uh, uh, laid out in 14th Amendment, Section 3. Um, President Trump knew that his uh, peacefully and patriotically comments would be taken as coded dog whistles to the extremists. And uh, he whistle. intentionally did it anyway, right? All of that. And then the other pieces, does the 14th Amendment, Section 3, apply to the president? That was the majority of the two hours at the Supreme Court was dedicated to the the matter of the 14th Amendment. I was a little bit surprised by that because the entire reason. So President Trump and the Colorado GOP appealed this ruling. The 14th Amendment part of this was favorable to them. Right. right? So their appeal is is based on the findings that this was an insurrection, that President Trump incited it, that it is, um, you know, it is what the judge said that it was. And there was very little time spent on that. Right. On Wednesday, which it was to concerning me- to me because that was the reason they appealed. Was there any discussion of okay, it it isn't a you know the language of who gets to enforce it? Is it the Fourteenth Amendment given power to clerks, to local judges, to whoever wants to enforce it if they the in their own mind? Yeah, uh, who enforces it? Uh, assuming it's insurrection, assuming it applies uh, applies. Who gets to enforce it? Was that discussed? Well, it's not at all? the Secretary of State. Uh, that was clear in in Judge Wallace's ruling, and that seemed to be um, affirmed by the arguments before the Supreme Court. Well, the there Supreme was Court discussion. Yeah, that, that well, there was discussion about that about okay. why yes. is it that the court? Well, you know, you're 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 asking the court to enforce this, and is that within the the um, in both intent Purview. and the text mm-hmm. there is of it, the Fourteenth Amendment? Authority. Yeah, do they have the authority? That's what I was listening to. They said the Secretary of State, and therefore us, if we can say, okay, well, if somebody's only 14, they can't be on the ballot, but who enforces the whole? And and, and, and then let's keep in mind, too, what 
just one aside, because I think it's interesting that this judge found insurrection based on the arguments of the plaintiffs, even though the prosecutors who have tons and tons and tons of so-called evidence haven't charged anyone, not not anyone yeah. with insurrection. So it seems odd that the judge would just would you would think the judge would say, well, I wonder why the prosecutors didn't charge it. But that's an aside. So yeah, it seemed to me when I was listening, the judges kind of went back and forth. And it's always kind of fun. Usually when you cover trials, the judges just kind of sit there, but in Supreme well, Court. Well, it depends on the judge. Well, it does, but I mean, if they pepper, I mean, yeah. both the lawyers on both sides didn't get a chance. I didn't think to really say very much. They never do. They were mostly answering yeah. questions, right? They were. And I, I thought that that was, that was, um, it was welcomed, right? Mm-hmm. To have their arguments because they, you know, they both, both sides kind of stood up and it appeared that they were ready to give their you know, their arguments, which they had about 20 minutes each right. to do. There was two, uh, two, uh, Jason Murray and, um, Eric Olson on behalf of the petitioners and Scott Gessler, uh, gave, gave the arguments for both president Trump and the Colorado GOP. And, um, they, they really, as you said, Julie, didn't get a chance to get through their prepared remarks right. because right off the bat, the justices were asking them questions. And I thought that was great because it, they've read all the briefings. There's, you know, it was obvious that they've, that, that the justices have, you know, th- they had their specific questions about the findings and the briefings before them that they wanted to, uh, to ask. And, and so it did move pretty quickly. Um, the, the one thing that I found concerning was in the part, where the um, there was discussion about whether or not this was insurrection, which again was a very small part right. of the the two hours. Right, it was maybe maybe fifteen minutes um, by my count of of what was argued, which again just boggles my mind because it was the biggest miss in the original trial that right. they didn't they didn't present the 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 interveners, President Trump and Colorado GOP, their lawyers didn't present. An alternative, an alternative argument, right. right? It was kind of sort of deny, 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 but there wasn't a, an alternative view of the events of January 6th presented. Scott Gessler kind of got into it before the Supreme Court. It's really more categorized as a riot than it should be as an insurrection, right? That came up. Um, there was discussion about the weaponry that was yeah. used. Um, and one of the, one of the justices, you know, kind of pressed and asked questions is they were armed. We heard evidence, testimony that they were armed, meaning sharpened flagpoles and stuff they found at the Capitol, right? They picked up stuff off the police. They picked up barricades and and used that as weaponry. Um, And and I think Scott Scott Gessler rightly said that's consistent with a riot. If you're going to engage in insurrection to take over the government, you're probably going to be armed, right? Right. Like not with sharpened flagpoles. Right. And so I thought that part was good. But again, um, I think it was Justice Wood. That said, or hood, what are hood? I'm, I'm, I'm mixing up. Yeah, yeah. Um, anyway, that said, uh, we haven't been briefed on you know this this part of the discussion again, and that my my stomach my stomach my stomach sank, right? Because this is this is the point. This is, this is the you moment. would think. I thought you know I thought yeah. that was odd too. That and. and and I, and I'm not sure why and the Chuck, you might know the legal strategy, why there wasn't in the original thing more push, I mean, particularly with all of the information that's coming out now, right? And, and, and all how- democratic judges, they're all believe that whether well, they will all believe no matter that what it was an insurrection. And that right, officers right. were killed. You're not gonna get very far right. with that panel arguing it wasn't an, an insurrection yeah. because that'd be against their so why go there sort of as a lawyer? Yeah, 
Yeah, you know, if you bring it up to the Supreme Court, maybe U.S. Supreme Court, you would probably bring that up because there'd be more people to do that. But on the Colorado Supreme Court, um, no, you got to argue a more particularized one if you're going to get those people uh, to go with. And and you know, okay. you were saying they interrupted. That's what a Supreme Court justice does. I mean, that's not usually what the Colorado Court of a Supreme Court does, and it's not what the Court of Appeals does. I've argued before both of them. They let you do the thing, then they answer questions. But before the Supreme Court, it's always you know you don't get you don't get to say boo. And I always feel that's unfair. You know, let me have five minutes. You know, I just I spent three me, weeks yeah, preparing this. <laughs> I've memorized the whole goddamn thing, and now you won't even let me open my mouth. Well, yeah, so- it, it was just as hood. Uh, okay. Sorry, I got lost in 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 words yeah. there. So, Chuck, I'm not an attorney, but you're an attorney. I am. Is it? Is it? How is it not a mistrial? If there is a preconceived notion of guilt on behalf of the judiciary before the the case, right? So the matter being appealed by President Trump in this is whether or not it was an insurrection. And I agree with you. I think that's already been determined in their minds. I, right. I think that that's that's true of the petitioners. It's true of certainly uh, Judge Wallace in right. the district court. And based on the questioning, it appears to be true of the Supreme Court justices as well, that right. this is 100%. It's, a, it's, an, it's insurrection. an insurrection. There's no question. We heard that from the um, the guy that, I can't think of his name, but the guy that was the kind of project manager for the J6 committee, he right. straight up said in the district, uh, in the in the trial in the district court, we weren't questioning whether or not this was an insurrection. We were questioning, you know, how it, how it came about and what the, you know, what what right. the movements of it were. Right. But it's it's accepted that it was an insurrection, yeah. and oh, that's mind boggling. Particularly mind boggling. just particularly mind boggling, given the fact that no one has been charged with an insurrection. So the, well, it's a it's a political finding. The J six right. committee report is a political exactly. work product. And it so is a political wanna... finding that's an insurrection, and now it's being used as. Uh, as, as a fact in right. legal findings, how well, is that? Often, how is that okay? Often on appeals, it's it's you don't really question did Jeffrey Dahmer really eat all those people? They kind of assume he did, but was he given you know his Miranda rights, or was he given this, or is given that? So often, but the that's judges- what was being appealed. What was being appealed by President Trump and right. by the GOP was her findings about what J six was. I, I can't imagine they didn't have a paragraph. <laughs> well, they did. I mean, Gessler kind of talked about that, but but you're right. But it was clear to me, Ash, listening, that the judges, the, the Supreme Court judges like Wallace were all just assuming it was an insurrection. Right. Yeah. So the question, which, as you said, it, it's crucial because the underlying thing is if you don't have an insurrection, then it doesn't matter. The 14th yeah, Amendment doesn't even come in. I don't like right. that argument. So I mean, is, in listening, I found it interesting because on the one hand, you had some of the judges asking Gessler, well, doesn't it seem to make sense that if all of these other offices can't, you know, you can't do it if you're found guilty of insurrection. So it would apply to the president. And then Justice Samore, who, by the way, was the Aurora theater shooting judge. So, and I I found him at that during that, he was a pretty good judge in that. I don't know how we use a Supreme, as a Supreme Court judge, but he was saying, but yet you would think that if it mattered that much to them, that they would have put it in if they meant to. I mean, so I had a heart. And and so I'm sitting there because at first I was like, okay, they're thinking this way. And then I'm like, oh no, they're thinking this way. I mean, did you get that sort of sense too? I, I, I did. Um, I think what's, so there's kind of, I, I, I see, you know, four outcomes. There may be more again, I'm not an attorney, but I see that there's potentially four outcomes, right? They just, uh, affirm they, they uphold the findings of the district court. It was an insurrection, but it doesn't apply to the president or 
they wholly overturn it, right? It wasn't an insurrection, but the 14th Amendment does apply to the president. Uh, what's really where we get into dangerous territory is um, it was an insurrection and the district court was wrong. It does apply to the president. That is the uh, that, that keeps Trump off the ballot. Right. right. That, that's the, the petitioners get the answer that they want. Um, and then that provides fodder for the 22 other states that are looking right. at, at at these cases. Um, one of the things that I found was really interesting was Eric Olson's arguments about equal treatment. And how uh, he like literally said, it's OK if Colorado voters don't have the ability to vote for President Trump. If all of these other states have him yes. on the ballot, that's right. OK. Um, they did. There wasn't a lot of push, uh, a pushback on that. There wasn't. Um, I, I mean, I think the the justices, to their credit, seem to find that to be a, an absurd argument. But Scott Gessler didn't really push back on that point. It's one of the most important points as a voter. I think is, well, is whether or not we're. Well, you know, there are all kinds of. Treatment. There are all kinds of states that have lots of different candidates loud on and loud off, where they, you know, they won't have the. The uh, no labels party, so you can't vote for that candidate, but you can have the Green Party candidate, and you didn't raise enough petitions here, petitions there. Uh, one of the rulings could be, okay, we won't go into whether, never mind whether it was an insurrection or not, it doesn't apply to the president. That would be one of the better findings for uh, for the GOP, because now you're not confirming. You, you don't have the insurrection. You're not confirming yeah. the, the lower court's findings of fact, and findings of fact, Usually aren't aren't appealable unless they are uh, clearly wrong, and so they're not going. And they are, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, you know what struck me, the kind of concerned me. It was kind of early on. One of the judges, and I'm totally paraphrasing here, and maybe I misunderstood, but I don't think I did. Basically, said, you know, whatever we do here, we know it's going to be appealed. So actually, it doesn't yeah. matter. And I thought. To me, I thought if I'm a, a Democrat judge and I'm going to be going to a bunch of holiday parties and I'm going to be going to a bunch of little places with my friends, I certainly do not want to be hammered by all of them for deciding that it wasn't in an insurrection and Trump can be on the ballot. My concern is having heard the judge say that was that they might kind of do like Jack Phillips and just just keep saying, nope, Trump, it, he can't be on the ballot and it was an insurrection. I mean, I don't know if the judges usually... I just thought that was an odd thing for him to say because he was kind well, of saying whatever happens. Say it all the time back okay. back to the district court. They go, I know this would be appealed, but blah 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 blah. Um, as yeah. a practical matter, you have to realize that if you just put on a black robe, just put give yourself a black robe, <laughs> and and you're sitting. You know, you didn't go to law school. It doesn't matter. You did go to law school. You know, what are you thinking first of foremost of? Moi. Me. How is this going to affect me? Um, and how is it going to affect the Supreme Court of Colorado? So if they find it and it's overturned by the Supreme Court, then you're going to get a lot of people saying we have a biased uh, far left court and we've got to get rid of it. It's it didn't a make a difference in Jack Phillips's case. It did. They, 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 he no, went all the way to the Supreme Court. They overturned the Colorado Supreme Court's ruling. He comes back home and, oh, now it's a trans cake. And you're right, right back in it. Right. Well, no. Well, they can't, came back to the Supreme Court, didn't decide it. Uh, but And they got no uh, blowback because they're considered, you know, gays or, you know, oh, supreme. GBG, yeah. But if you find that the president of the United States, the leading candidate of the United States can't even be on the ballot in Colorado, you're going to get blowback. It's going to hurt the reputation of a court it's going to hurt you 
And that's the most important question. After you decide that, then you decide was there <laughs> a resurrection, <laughs> was there everything else? And I think the question is, is there going to be one opinion or there's going to be nine opinions? Or how many in the control? Seven. 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 Yeah. Um, well, yeah, either way. I'm guessing there's going to be more than one. You think? Oh, oh, from the, my guess would be that there that there is going to be at least one judge that comes out and says it was an insurrection and Trump can't be on the ballot. Yes, and then that person will be happy. He'll go on. The, the The bar association will laud him and everything else. Just right. as long as that is in the majority opinion in which you get blowback. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that, so a couple of things. I think there will be several justices that, that, uh, affirm her lower court ruling about the insurrection. And I, I think the way that the questioning and the discussion was leaning is that they are, that, that it, the 14th Amendment section three does apply to the president. So I, I'm, I'm leaning based on listening to the two hours of the trial and, you know, hearing the arguments on both sides in the district court. I'm leaning towards they're going to, uh, overturn that part of her ruling. And I, I think they uphold that it was an insurrection, if for no other reason than the fact that they, uh, Scott Gessler and the interveners didn't provide a coherent argument against it. It was an afterthought again. And I think that's, to me, that's, it's the most important part because it is setting that precedent that this is, you know, that, that anybody that participated in, in uh, January 6th is an insurrectionist. And that's, it's It's absolutely wrong to do that to the million plus people that were there. But I think the second point, (laughs) the the second point to your point about, you know, what, how is it going to hurt the reputation of the court? And if if their ruling is overturned by the Supreme Court, that's going to give you know a bit a, be a ding on their reputation. And and what I don't think they care. I I, oh, I think care. that we are in a different well, time. That we are in a place of lawfare. And the the law. I think that the lawfare is t- takes place. I don't think all Supreme Courts are that way. I think the Colorado Supreme Court is. I, I disagree. They care about what what not so much the Supreme Court will inevitably overrule it. But that they're thought of as an unfair, just like the Civil Rights Commission. Civil Rights Commission got a huge ding. Everybody always said, well, that, that's a jerk uh, commission and unfit and everything else. And there's a lot of heat about it. There will be a lot of heat if they take Trump off the ballot. There will be a lot of heat. It'll come in when, when the justices come up for renewal, everything else. Most, I mean, you must, you have to understand these people never get, you didn't know, and I didn't know. Was it wood or hood? You know, nobody really cares. This is her big chance to shine. And same with the district court judge. That's why she, you know, for 103 opinion on something that should have taken 30 seconds. That's why they devoted two hours rather than just a per curiam opinion. No, they, they, they very much love the limelight. Uh, and they want, this is their time to shine. Um, and this is. So who's their audience in that then? Yeah. Um, who do they want to shine for? Right. They, they want to shine. And what are they motivated by? Are they motivated by justice? No. So? No, their no, view. I, no, I have to say another thing. Their view of justice. They, their, their view of justice. What they decide first is what they is think. Which is communism. Yeah. <laughs> they first think what they think is justice. And then they find the cases. Because there are always cases either way. You find, okay, the right thing to do here is A. Um, and then they build it around A. Um, and that's how judges have worked since time and memorial. And, it's, it's and, and every once in a while, to feel self-important, they go, 
I, I would like to have B, but because I'm constrained by precedent and everything else, and that makes him feel really good. Uh, but but it's just human nature. You know, judges are just human nature. Well, and, and, and that's a scary part, too, because and there was a time, isn't this kind of funny? There was a time when I think there would have been more trust in the judicial system, right? That they would actually like, and I don't think anybody think, even Democrats, I mean, even Politico had an argument, was writing an article and noted that this was a pretty favorable court to hear this because they're all Democrats. I mean, a- a- acknowledging that, that, that it is political, have, you know, has way more to do with anything than the actual law. I think, you know, I don't know. One thing I do want to, at this point, they'll give, once again, credit to Dave Williams for is bringing in a national big-time law firm because um, I think that is helpful too, right? You don't just have, like, Scott Gessler, nothing against Scott Gessler, arguing this. I mean, so if the court rules that that Donald Trump can't be, I think there will be a ton of pushback um, nationally also. And I think, you, you know what I mean? Yeah, I think Scott it won't Gessler, be. Scott Gessler was local counsel for a big national right. firm. Right. Um, well, but, right. But he was the one arguing on Wednesday. He was arguing. Well, the ACLJ you know, he, did not argue on Wednesday. And if we do go to the Supreme Court, I would hope to see the ACLJ attorneys argue as opposed to Scott Gessler. Um, yeah. Not anything against him, but ACLJ is Jay Sekulow and he has an, uh, an impeccable record before right. the U.S. Could he Supreme argue in, in front of the Supreme court in Colorado if he I mean maybe was it just Scott Gessler because he's no. a Colorado attorney well he could be Brohawk Vice okay and, and gotten him because they have a that's the whole point of having a local right. attorney it mm-hmm. allows you to go ahead and speak but they felt that that who knows why um just a matter of well yeah. I, I want to I just I want to not to belabor the point about Jack Phillips but I think the cases are very similar because they're about first amendment protections and what we saw in the lower court ruling in T- President Trump's case is that the uh the the 14th amendment and the first amendment are not at odds that was one of her findings, right? Is that because it's an insurrection, his First Amendment rights don't apply. And so there is a fundamental underlying uh, aspect of the First Amendment here. And I, 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 I really, with at my core, I mean, you guys know a lot of what uh, what what we're going through from a First Amendment standpoint right. with our lawsuit. Um, there is it. There is a coordinated attack on the on the First Amendment. Um, I think that there are favorable courts to hear those things all across the country, and I think the Colorado courts are. Um, a part of that. And so well, you know, when, I, when Jack I, Phillips went up to the Supreme Court, they didn't find a First Amendment violation. They found a process thing saying that the civil rights they don't want it. Yeah. Um, statements were so abhorrent that they couldn't, you didn't get due process. They could have found it on the First Amendment. They could have found it on, on the um, Civil Rights Act of 1964 doesn't apply. To, they kept it, you know, when, when, as narrow as possible. Uh, as narrow as possible. And they presented it to the Supreme Court as narrow as possible because yep. they just wanted to win. They didn't want to necessarily make a broader statement. And when they sent it back down, I think everybody said, it'll come back up. Uh, it's it's inevitable. It's yeah. inevitable. The, 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 yeah, but ja- I mean, Jack Phillips' case is fundamentally a First Amendment case. It's a free yeah, it sh- and it case. should be decided on, but yeah. they did not. hundred percent. Yeah, right, yeah. right. Well, and you're right, though, Ash, and it's a very good point to make is that that we see daily that the First Amendment is under attack, yeah. and and it's it, and it's only under attack. Luckily, Wait, let me go. L- but luckily, we've got the university professors protecting free speech. <laughs> 
It's like, and it's only one way. I feel so protected. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, I mean, and that is alarming. And and that is scary that there was a time again, that I think people would have assumed that the judges would be doing their best to decide it on the basis of law. And now the only thing you can assume is it's just going to depend on what they feel like doing. Right. But you have to stand back in the 1930s when, when, when Roosevelt wanted to pack the court, he said, you know, Uh, these guys aren't going to give us a break. We have to have our own guys on the court. So we'll, yeah. we'll expand it all. It wasn't that yeah. back in the 1930s. They used to kind of pretend. Now they don't even pretend that no, much. They didn't pretend much. In well, the it's awesome that we're having this conversation today. Today is the anniversary of Oliver Wendell Holmes being seated on the U.S. Supreme Court. And of course, one of the things that he's best known for is the uh, clear and present danger doctrine where the government can infringe upon your First Amendment rights if they see that you have a clear and present danger. If you are a clear and present danger to incite violence, which is, uh, you know, what they're basically accusing President Trump of. Right. And, and equally, that was that was under the uh, Alien Sedition Acts of 1917 and 1918, where uh, somebody arguing against the draft was put in jail. And he was saying, no, no, that that's not covered by the First Amendment. That's like yelling fire uh, in a theater. And it's one of the worst decisions right. ever. And it's cited all the time. Yeah. Um, and it's really yeah. abhorrent that he... He folded um, when it got to him. Let me That's find- a really, the Alien and Sedition Act is a really fun rabbit hole as a, uh, in terms of states' rights. As the yeah. first, uh, first act of Congress to be overturned by a state. Oh, yeah. well, there you go. Let me ask you a final question. Did they give any, I know that, I think you pointed in your article, like, well, any timeline in terms of the decision has to come because we've got to get the bailout set, right? They've already written. Yeah, they didn't say. I did ask Dave Williams about that. I called him after the trial and he said they expect it early next week. Um, and then, as you said, the the deadline, Secretary of State's deadline, where this has to be done and dusted and decided entirely, is December 29th. So it's going to move very quickly. We don't have a lot of time left. It All used right. to be the, the Colorado Supreme Court used to, a long time ago had a rule that their opinions could be no longer than three pages, and it was the greatest rule ever. <laughs> um, but now, we're, we're, now, we, now we will get we will lose an entire forest. <laughs> About as much as these, All these at least seven Save the trees. Right. Yeah, save the trees. All right. As always, great job. Thank you so Thank much you, for all the work you do. Good job. All right. Thank and you, everyone, guys. check out where can people check out your your um, column on this? Uh, so my column is at Badlands, badlands.substack.com. I've also uh, linked off to it off of my Substack. Um, it's on a couple of the other local uh, local sites as well. So you can find it there. All of my content everywhere that I uh either do podcasts or uh, writing is on my link tree, linktree.com slash Ash in America. All right. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Have a great weekend. All right. Thank you. Ash up there. You know, it is, um, I I don't know. You can't tell what they're going to do. Yes, you can tell what they're going to do. What's your prediction? They're going to throw them off the ballot? No. Oh. No, they they will keep them on the ballot. But But they won't touch the insurrection thing? Well, they won't bother. They're not. I guarantee you this. They're not going to overthrow the insurrection thing. No, they're not going to overthrow that. They may not address it. They may just say we don't need to address it because it doesn't apply. Or they agree or that they, agree. they you know, they affirm the insurrection occurred and that right. Trump was an insurrectionist, but and either way, officer it'll get does not apply. To yeah, I mean, then and let's go back to never forget that this case was filed, being paid for by a George Soros organization, filed by four people who claim to be Republicans. People say, well, what's a rhino? Well, these people are rhinos, Republicans in name only. There's no, you're not a Republican if you're trying to keep the leading Republican candidate off the ballot. As Dave Williams said, you don't like Donald Trump, don't vote for him, but don't take everyone else's right away. That's not what they believe. Well, I know. That's why they're not Republicans. Anyway, we'll keep you.
you guys posted on that. Um, I, I'm sure everybody will be keeping you posted on that. Keep me posted. Do I want to turn around though to a kind of a fun thing? If you if you ever thought about is a college education a waste of time? <laughs> Listening to Elise Stefanik, representative from New York, question the three: what the Harvard president Claudia Gray, UPenn president or whatever Liz McGill, and then MIT president Sally Cornbluth. I mean, you listen to these people and you're like, and and Elise was trying to help them. Yeah, she yeah. kept saying, "Okay, let me make this clear here. Yeah. These have to be the most ignorant, stupid women. They're not ignorant and they're not stupid. Well, they're just typical." of the left wing today. I mean, they're not, no, they're not ignorant. And they're all in danger of losing their jobs. So she was questioning them about, about all of the pro Hamas protests on campus. Um, And, and as Alex Berenson was pointing out, she wasn't even quoting where you would have at least a little bit of wiggle wiggle room from the, what sea to the sea or whatever that. From the river to the sea. sea. She was, Elise Stefanik um, was flat out saying what, you know, is, is calling for the genocide of all Jews. Is, Is that bad on campus? If we could please, you got to listen to this, and it's a little long, but you just have to hear the whole oh, thing. Well worth Doug, if we could please play this uh, Stefanik soundbite, please. For chance, which can be anti-Semitic depending on the context, when calling for the elimination of the Jewish people. So those would not be according to the MIT's code of conduct or rules. That would be um, investigated of, as harassment if pervasive and severe. Ms. McGill, at Penn, does calling for the genocide of Jews violate Penn's rules or code of conduct? Yes or no? If the speech turns into conduct, it can be harassment. Yes. I am asking, specifically calling for the genocide of Jews, does that constitute bullying or harassment? If it is directed and severe or pervasive, it is harassment. So the answer is yes. It is a context-dependent decision, Congresswoman. It's a context-dependent decision. That's your testimony today. Calling for the genocide of Jews is depending upon the context. That is not bullying or harassment. This is the easiest question to answer yes, Ms. McGill. So is your testimony that you will not answer yes? If it uh, is, if if the speech becomes conduct... It can be harassment. Yes. The conduct meaning committing the act of genocide? The speech is not harassment. This is unacceptable, Ms. McGill. I'm going to give you one more opportunity for the world to see your answer. Does calling for the genocide of Jews violate Penn's code of conduct when it comes to bullying and harassment? Yes or no? It can be harassment. The answer is yes. And Dr. Gay, at Harvard, does calling for the genocide of Jews violate Harvard's rules of bullying and harassment, yes or no? It can be, depending on the context. What's the context? Targeted as an individual. Targeted as, at an individual. It's targeted at Jewish students, Jewish individuals. Do you understand your testimony is dehumanizing them? Do you understand that dehumanization is part of anti-Semitism? I will ask you one more time. Does calling for the genocide of Jews violate Harvard's rules of bullying and harassment? Yes or no? Anti-Semitic rhetoric. When it and is it anti-Semitic con- rhetoric? Anti-Semitic rhetoric when it crosses into conduct that amounts to bullying, harassment, intimidation. That is actionable conduct, and we do take action. 
So the answer is yes, that calling for the genocide of Jews violates Harvard Code of Conduct, correct? Again, it depends on the context. It does not depend on the context. The answer is yes, and this is why you should resign. These are unacceptable answers across the board. I mean, I mean, how of an idiot do you have to be to say that calling for the genocide of Jews, which means to kill every Jewish person in the world, yeah, that yeah. calling for that depends on the context. Yeah, well, like, see, see, see if, 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 if it's targeted to one person, let's say, that's harassment. If you're doing it as part of a final solution where you eliminate all the Jewish people, that's not a problem at Harvard because that's a... It's it's when it's directed to the individual. I mean, the whole, it's sickening. It is it's sickening. Yeah, and then they said, and it's a context. And then they said, if it crosses into contact. So, so you mean, in other words, if people start killing all of the Jews, yes, yes. in the world, then and, and, and then and then it wouldn't even be. Then it would be harassment. Well, they'd investigate. Be harass- they'd, they would yeah, investigate, investigate it with a full authority, and they 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 would not they would not uh, truck with uh, no. the 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 actual genocide of Jews, but. Calling for it, you know, you got free. We at Harvard are the big free speech people, right? You know, you can have anybody come on campus as long as they're far left. Right. Well, and can you imagine? That's just say. So it depends on the context. That's just say that people were holding rallies at any of these universities mm-hmm. and calling for the genocide of trans people. That now, would be now, bad. And, you know, and even if they use the correct pronouns in calling for the no, genocide, no, no, they had, they'd have to use the right pronouns. I mean, you, you just know that they would not be weaseling around the answer. They wouldn't say it depends on the context. The people would be arrested, charged with a hate crime, and that would be it. Right? It's like they're just so. And, and some of the meantime, though, somebody withdrew a hundred million dollar donation ben. from Penn. Although they're getting all their money from the Biden funnily funnily yeah, right, right, yeah. China, so they don't yeah. care. That. We don't care. China, right, yeah. China's right. Jewish population is not very big. Fun. Your measly hundred million is nothing to the billions that China's giving us. Right. Uh, right. So so I don't think they worry about that. But now people are calling for them to resign. And I don't know what'll happen. But the thing is, is if you're a parent and you had any the Magellan Strategies recently did a survey in Colorado. And one of the things it was talking about, I, I think it was aimed at, should we have more trade schools? Mm-hmm. But it was talking about that in, in Colorado, actually, it was clear that fewer and fewer people were valuing a college education. Why should and you why? It's kind of like how and these women, again, how just out of tune. I mean, we're talking no, about they're that. Right in tune. Well, they're, they're right in tune, but they're echo chamber friends. Yeah, yeah, right. You in know, tune. And I think you're right. It's alarming. When you're a conservative and a populist like all of us are, you know there's another side because they were constantly because ramping it. Because throwing you off the air unless you right, hate it. exactly. If you say little children shouldn't have masks, you get someone well, off so YouTube. You're, you're aware that, that there are other people who think differently. But it's clear these people live in such a bubble that they, they, they can't. And she kept – you would think they would be like, she just keeps asking me this. Maybe I'm not answering it correctly well, or something. They, I mean, They were afraid of being trapped. Right. Because then they'd bring up some cases at these places where they call for elimination in Jews. And they said, what did you do about it? Well, we gave them a new, we gave them 10. That's it. We punished them by giving them 10. Yeah. No, you can't say that. You can't say genocide of anybody. Right. Well, you know. <laughs> it's, it's as if particularly somebody that's already been applied to. Yeah. Right? Right, so right, it's, it's right, like right, this right. is some imaginary or theoretical yeah, right, right. thing that's out there. So what a bunch of idiots. I, I, I oh, and, and they've all got their, well, Lisa McGill has her hostage video. She's looking at going, 
I was thinking about the Constitution. Yeah, you think about the Constitution a lot, lady. I know. And oh, all yeah. Your, and, the whole law. And, and, we and, are consistent with the laws and Constitution. The Harvard yes, doesn't apologize today. And oh, good for they her. They may be asked to resign. It, it's, and, and, and even going even, I just say, going away from the whole moral issue of it there, that, hello, this should not be a hard answer. You should not be stupid enough to be saying what they said when she kept asking the question. Hey, Jacob, I see you have your hand raised. Go ahead and chime in here. Yeah, I'm. I'm sorry. Um, uh, I'm not. I'm not sorry. Anyway, yeah. so what happens it, when this Colorado case gets from this uh, whatever case wherever they are now to the Supreme Court? Won't the Supreme Court like, like tell the judges, you know, where do, where do you guys get off coming into our territory about an insurrection? That's a, that's a constitutional thing, not a not a state thing. No, but they, they, they've taken the 14th, 15th, 16th Amendment and applied it to the states. That's one oh, of the I, big, yeah. But Jacob, yeah. that was, though, do you have a cold? Like, I feel kind yes. of, I, I'm recovering from one, too, so I feel your pain. Um, yeah, I think, I think I got it from you, but that's right. Yeah, I know. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> and I got it from Chuck, so you maybe you got it from, it from me, Chuck. You got it from that was one of the things that, that they were actually kind of talking about in the hearing is, did they have the authority because this, because I think they were talking about, like, Congress can do that, right? That, but does, does for that, instance, yeah, yeah, well, does, the secretary, does a secretary of state in any state have the right or the not the right, but the authority to decide that. Yeah. Um, but I think, as we've seen, judges can decide whatever they have the authority to. And um, the Supreme Court. What's interesting, Chuck um, and Jacob, here is a really good question. I mean, I hadn't thought about this. So the Colorado Supreme Court has to issue a ruling pretty quickly, mm-hmm. but then the Supreme Court has to issue a ruling even more quickly, well, right? It depends. So they can they can just deny cert if they like the opinion. They do. Okay. So if they if not yeah. the whole opinion, but if they don't if they don't do anything. They don't throw Trump off the ballot, then it's pretty easy for the Supreme Court, unless there's you know they want to take a whole group of them yeah. together. Let, let, let me remind you of one thing: the the, the cake baker, you know, remember yeah. got to the Jack Supreme Phillips Court, case. yep, and the Supreme Court said leave him alone, and so on and so forth. Any normal state legislature would have then changed the law, right? But they didn't. They ignored this. They they, they ignored the Supreme, the United States Supreme Court and kept going on. I think they even re. Uh, they relitigated the, the cake baker again, and now I think some computer um, uh, software designer is also. Uh, well, and not only that, but they went right back and filed. They they sent somebody else back in there. This time that was a yeah. trans cake, right? So they they just yes. they did the exact same thing. They well, did the exact given same. Given the court's thing. opinion, you can understand right. it because they just said, well. If they hadn't asked us biased questions, they made such biased statements. Let me ask you this back to the, this case. So let's just say that the Colorado Supreme Court says no, Trump cannot be on the ballot. They take sir. Okay, but then they would have to decide fairly rapidly too. They're still up against a December twenty ninth deadline, right? Yeah. Well, they, 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 there are lots of things Supreme Court can do. They don't have to go through their whole decision making process. They they can just do a cur- per curiam without saying anything, saying overturn. What about? Let me ask you this: Could the Colorado Supreme Court play games and not issue its decision until December twenty eighth? Say, no, because they don't they do would, that. They would look. Know, they'd be happy to play games, but that would look bad. They would look bad. Okay, so, so they, they'd, they'd be would. unlikely to do that. <laughs> All right, thanks. Have a good week. Okay, thanks, okay, you too, Jacob. Jacob. Why don't we play another fun soundbite? That Stefano thing was so fun. Yeah. Um, we've got two now. So um, Vivek Ramaswamy, uh, you know, you can always tell he must be good because everyone hates him, right? Yeah, right. All the yeah, establishment yeah, media yeah, hate yeah, him. Yeah. Everybody on the, 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 on the left, they're yeah, freaking out about him. Hate him. Oh, women hate him. 
if I never heard the guy speak, it'd be like, well, I must like him then, yeah. right? Yeah, Everybody yeah, likes him. Back. But in the in the debate, among other things, one of the things I thought he did was actually sort of like speak the truth, yeah. which is he pointed out truth you're not power. you're not really supposed to do. And I want just this one little clip, and then we're going to play because Van Jones, oh, Van Whoa. Jones was physically shaking after he heard this. So if we could please play, um, Doug, the Ramaswamy soundbite. The real enemy is not Donald Trump. It's not even Joe Biden. It is the deep state that at least Donald Trump attempted to take on. And if you want somebody who's going to speak truth to power, then vote for somebody who's going to speak the truth to you. Why am I the only person on the stage, at least, who can say that January 6th now does look like it was an inside job? That the government lied to us for 20 years about Saudi Arabia's involvement in 9-11? That the great replacement theory is not some grand right-wing conspiracy theory, but a basic statement of the Democratic Party's platform. That the 2020 election was indeed stolen by big tech. That the 2016 election, the one that Trump won for sure, was also one that was stolen from him by the national security establishment okay. that actually Thank put out the Trump-Russia collusion hoax. Okay. Okay. There's a reason why I'm the only person on the stage who can Thank say you. these things. That's what it's going to take. Not hey, we can't let you say those things. I'm sorry. Okay. I'm sorry. I'm criticizing <laughs> when it's convenient. All right. No, you can't say that. You can't say that because we reported it. So it must be true. We reported a hundred by Well, and then, and so this, not only did they shut him up right away, but, but Van Jones is, you know, who on his He's own. He's pretty intelligent. Well, and, and there are other previous sound bites where he actually acknowledges that there is a great replacement theory, that mm-hmm. that's sort of their point, but he then freaks out about it. So if we could please play the Van Jones sound bite. Trump. Because, you know, it, I tell you we, what, don't, sure, we don't we don't get down to the main sure, event. It sure hurts the country, though. Um, that guy is dangerous. That's talking dangerous. about Ramaswamy. Um, when those people were saying Jews will not replace us, Jews will not replace us. That slogan sits on top of a very sick and twisted view that if you bring enough people of color here, we are so deficient. We are so stupid. We are so unwanted that we will be zombies to fill out the the ranks for some Democratic Party agenda that Jewish people are manipulating and driving forward. That leads to violence. Uh, that puts at risk Jewish people. That puts at risk people of color. It is wrong. And the smug, condescending way that he just spews this poison out is very, very dangerous because he won't stop Trump, but he's going to outlive Trump by about 50 years. And you're watching the rise of an American demagogue that is a very, very despicable person. Yeah. And I, I'm, I literally, I, I was, I was shaking listening to him talk because a lot of people don't know that is one step away from Nazi propaganda coming out of his mouth. <laughs> it's like what? What? It's like plus. I mean, Van Jones and all those people are pro Hamas, so I don't even know what their problem is with all of that. Anyway. Yeah, g- genocide of the Jews is is not a problem. That's harassment. But but, but saying the replacement theory uh, is and, and that's that's Nazism. I mean, that's right, pure right, Nazism. Right, right. Even and this given on the day, what was the other day? They were reporting that they had at one border place twelve thousand people. 
Mm. came across mostly mm-hmm. single men, mostly single young men, right? 12. I mean, I, the town I grew up in Woodstock, Illinois, that was its population. Yeah. there you, go. Do you know what I mean? And that was one day and it was the, it was a record for that day, but, but you uh, can't it, have Ramaswamy spouting off those things. You can't have people talking about no, that. No, no. January so. 6th is set up job. We're not going to allow people to do that. No. And talking about that, the fact that they went after Trump, come on, we're not. And in fact, we're going to just reapprove the whole FISA thing, Right. right. And it's until right. April 19th. That's kind of an odd thing. So, uh, you know, one other thing I want to talk about, too, is Hunter Biden. A lot of fear. We got, I don't know enough time. We may have to go there. But so Hunter Biden, as you know, what, seven indictments, 17, a bunch. He was indicted anyway for a bunch of things for essentially a four-year scheme um, to avoid paying $1.4 million in taxes that were actually bribes from foreign governments. To They don't mention that, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and he spent it, it's just kind of funny, $870,000 on porn, prostitutes, sex clubs. And they were, somebody was like, he took $1.4 million he withdrew out from an ATM. And people were well, like- That's a, some ATM. But I'm, yeah, but I'm, really? I'm, well, and I was just saying, that's because drug dealers don't take you know gift cards, right? You have, uh, to, you have to have cash for, the, for all the drug dealers. We'll see what happens. I think that, you know, we, we, we don't have enough time to get into this in depth, but, you know, I think, you know, clearly a lot of people think he'll use this as he could already, as you pointed out, to not testify before Congress. Um, it's going to make them look like, well, we're actually doing something, even though they avoid going anywhere but, near but the Remember the plea bargain. Totally. The plea bargain got to, they were going to have one in which these drug charges were just the, the um, or tax evasion, one of the taxes were misdemeanors. Um, and there'd be no prison time. And then on a separate one, a diversion agreement on the poor, quote unquote gun charge. Right. Except in the diversion agreement, it said it gave him the uh, immunity, immunity from everything. And then they said, and so the judge said, well, wait a minute, you know, what about FARA charges, Foreign Registration Act? And, and he said, yeah, we'd be off of that. And the government said, no, no, they wouldn't. So and the judge said, well, there's no agreement here. Uh, you know, what am I right. supposed to do? So they went back. And and then uh, Hunter Biden's attorneys realized, man, we can't let this go. So they agreed, yes, okay, could have. They came back and the judge said, no, this is not any good. And so then, so now he's got. They didn't bring the fair charges. Uh, they just brought all these well, all simple. these ones he would have been he would have been um, exempted from. Right. Yeah. Well, he's kind of. We'll see. Now, some people who think this is a push to get Biden off the ballot. I don't. I think as we've talked about, all of these things, I believe, could be true at once. Right. There's a lot of one thing I don't think is going on, just like with the Colorado case, that justice justice is not playing into this. In the Justice way. Department is not going. Wait a minute. <laughs> This just seems wrong. This is wrong. No, that that plea agreement sucked. Right. And finally, here, now I'm going to warn you guys, there is a little bit of obscenity, swear words, in this final sound that we're going to play. But I just, to me, this is... People are like standing up anymore all across the board. And this goes to when Elon Musk, this is when Elon Musk said, you know, the advertisers are pulling off of Twitter and he his response to that. But he's not the only one. And to me, I know it's a swear word, but it is heartening to see populist and grassroots people rather than saying we must be polite and, you know, to be saying this. So if we could please play the F.U. soundbite, Doug. And one of our big sponsors called said, take that down. I said, well, fuck yourself. Yeah. Well, fuck you. Yeah. Don't ever fucking call me and tell me who to vote for. Yeah. And if your recourse is, you're a bad person for not believing me, fuck you. That's my <laughs> Fuck you. Black is money. Go fuck yourself. 
Go fuck yourself. Is that clear? I hope it is. <laughs> so there you go. And party Friday. They had, they had uh, anyway, <laughs> and on a high note, I, I like what Leo said. I spent my money on gambling, booze, and women. The rest was just wasted. <laughs> there we go. Hey, thank you to Ash. Thank you to all you guys on Zoom and Doug for holding down the fort at BBS. Thomas will be back on Monday. Um, everybody have a great party Friday. We'll see you next have week. Have a good time and, and uh, F you. <laughs> <laughs>